Well, it is Christmas Eve. We are all here to reflect upon these stories and to remember what Christmas is really about. It can be a very busy month of December as we shop and as we prepare. And so we set aside this time to think about why. Why this Christmas story? Why does Jesus come? What is the importance of this holiday? And to ask that why question this evening, I want to ask an even more specific why question. There's this very interesting thing in Luke where Mary, in Luke 2.7, brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths or swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And then the shepherds, when they're they're talking to these angels out in the middle of the field... The angels say, this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. We all normally have in our heads this understanding that the shepherds also follow the star. But that's really clearly not the case in the text. Wise men, they follow the star. The shepherds get to look for this sign, this baby wrapped up and lying in a manger. Why? What is the significance of this? Why would this be something the shepherds could walk around looking for? Well, first of all, this manger is not a baby crib. It's where you would feed animals from. It's a feeding trough. And so that might be unlikely. Swaddling cloths also are a lot like burial cloths. And so some have suggested that the way Jesus was wrapped up after his crucifixion is kind of foretold here. But this evening, I want to propose another possibility. One that is a little bit hard to to verify historically. It's a little bit of a legend. But I think makes a lot of sense. And so I'm going to ask you to ponder with me this evening. What's the big deal with these swaddling cloths and this manger? Well, first of all, you need to understand that Bethlehem was an area where sheep were raised. The, the, The word Bethlehem in Hebrew is two words. Bet, meaning house, and lechem, which is, uh, I didn't mean lechem, that's just the Hebrew coming out, um, means bread. But it also means food and can, and can actually refer to meat in some circumstances. But it originally means bread, and we still say that today, right? You have somebody over to break bread at your house. We still have an understanding that bread kind of generally reflects food. Um, and so this is Bethlehem, the house of food, the house of meat, the house of bread, literally. Micah, who prophesied that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, we already heard him quoted in Matthew. You, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Matthew is quoting from Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But if you go back a chapter into Micah 4, he's talking about this same place, wherever the Messiah is going to come, and listen to Micah's words. And you, O tower of the flock, hill of the daughter Zion, to you shall it come, the former dominion shall come, kingship for the daughter of Jerusalem. Tower of the flock. Did you catch that phrase? Bethlehem was an area known for raising sheep. And so they would literally have these towers for the flock so that you could watch your flocks. There would be small towers every so often where the shepherds could go up and they could see the sheep as they spread out. 
Um, so Micah references that Bethlehem is one of these places. And we know from a lot of other sources that that was true. Bethlehem is really pretty close to Jerusalem. And so a lot of the sheep that they would raise might be made for meat. But the other big thing that sheep were raised for in Bethlehem was for sacrifices in Jerusalem. Every day the priest had to do a sacrifice on the altar for the people. And then at certain occasions there would have to be extra sheep. But at least one a day and at least one sheep during Passover. We see this spelled out in the Old Testament. Exodus 12.5 This is where the Passover originally happens. If you remember, Moses has had the the plagues. And this is the last plague where the firstborn are going to be killed in Egypt. And the only way to be saved is to have the blood over the door. And here's, here's the description. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. So it's got to be a male sheep, a young sheep, and without blemish. So if there's any kind of scar, any kind of perfection in this sheep, it can't be. You can't use that sheep. This continues in the Old Testament. Ezekiel 46, 13 says, You shall provide a lamb a year old without blemish for a burnt offering to the Lord. Daily, morning by morning, you shall provide it. And so there was this understanding that there had to be perfect sheep every day in Jerusalem, at least one. And then at Passover, there'd be special offerings that also required these perfect sheep. Sheep without blemish. Now there's a legend, and and I haven't been able to verify this historically. But there's a pretty old legend that says that when a male sheep was born and was perfect, was without blemish, they would often wrap them in cloth and lie them in the manger. Why? Because sheep at first are kind of stumbly, you know. And if the sheep falls over and bumps and gets a nick or a cut, it's no longer without blemish. And so it can't be one of the sacrificial lambs. And so the legend goes that those sheep that were born that were perfect would be wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. Perhaps these same shepherds had many times done this. Many times they had wrapped a perfect sheep and laid it out so that at a year old it could be sacrificed. Perhaps this was a special sign for the shepherds. They went looking for something that they knew, that they had done many times. But now all of a sudden the sacrifice isn't a sheep. The sacrifice is this child. A perfect child. A child without blemish. A child for whom angels sing and proclaim his birth. Now I'm not sure if that's true about shepherds, but it seems to make sense to me that that would be something the shepherds would look for. And it very much fits with other New Testament writings that we have. John the Baptist in John 1.29 says, it says, The next day he saw Jesus coming towards him, and he said, John the Baptist said, Behold The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Or listen to this from 1 Peter 1. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each other's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear 
throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not for perishable things such as gold or silver, but with the precious blood of Jesus, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. The understanding in the, in the New Testament, whether it's true for these shepherds, I don't know. But certainly the understanding in the New Testament is that Jesus is that perfect lamb without blemish. And so when those shepherds get called in, they get called in to see the fruition of everything that they work for. Their whole life's work has been about raising the sheep, at least some of them, for sacrifice. What they understand is that there's now a perfect sacrifice. There's a sacrifice that's going to take over where all those sheep were being sacrificed before. I think this makes a lot of sense of the story. Otherwise, it seems kind of silly for shepherds to just walk around till they find this baby. But if it's something they would have known, they would have gone and run to see this child. And they would have had an amazing sense of who this child is and why this child has come. And that's the sense that I think we need to remember tonight. That Jesus came to die. That ultimately that is his purpose. But why? Why does Jesus have to become human to be this sacrificial lamb? Surely God could have found another way. And to answer that, I want to share a story by Louis Cassell's. Now, the man to whom I'm going to introduce you was not a Scrooge. He was a kind, decent, mostly good man. He was generous to his family and upright in his dealings with other men. But he just didn't believe all that stuff about God becoming a man, which the churches proclaim here at Christmas time. It didn't make sense, and he he was too honest to pretend otherwise. I'm truly sorry to distress you, he told his wife. But I'm not going to, with, to, you, to Christmas Eve service with you this year. He said he'd feel like a hypocrite. And that he'd much rather just stay home. And so stay home he did. As his family went to the midnight service. Shortly after the family drove away in the car. Snow began to fall. He, he went to the window to watch the flurries getting heavier and heavier. And then he went back to his fireside chair to read his newspaper. Minutes later, he was startled by a thudding sound. Then another, and another, sort of a thump or a thud. At first, he thought maybe someone was throwing snowballs at the window. But when he went to the front door to investigate, he found a flock of birds huddled miserably in the snow. They'd been caught in the storm, and in a desperate search to find shelter, they had tried to fly through the large landscape window. Well, he couldn't let the poor creatures lie there and freeze. So he remembered the barn where his children stabled their pony. That would provide warm shelter. If he could direct the birds to it, then they would be fine. Quickly, he put on his coat, he put on his boots, tramped through the deep snow to the barn. He opened the doors and turned on the light, but those birds wouldn't come in. He figured food would entice them. So he hurried back in the house, fetched breadcrumbs and sprinkled them on the snow. He made a trail to the brightly lit, wide open doorway of the stable. But to his dismay, the birds ignored the breadcrumbs and continued to flap around helplessly in the snow. He tried then to catch them. 
He tried shooing them into the barn by walking around them and waving his arms. But instead, they just sort of scattered in every direction. Of course, every direction except the barn he was trying to get them into. Then he realized that they were afraid of him. To them, he reasoned, I am a strange and terrifying creature. I only, if only I could think of some way to help them know that they can trust me. That I'm not trying to hurt them, but to help them. But how? Any move he made tended to frighten and confuse them. They would just not follow. They would not be led or shooed because they feared him. If only I could be a bird, he thought to himself, and mingle with them and speak their language. Then I could tell them not to be afraid. Then I could show them the way to the safe, warm barn. But I would have to be one of them so they could see and hear and understand. And just at that moment, the bells of the church rang at midnight. The sound reached his ears above the sounds of the wind. And he stood there listening to the bells, pealing the glad tidings of Christmas. And he sank to his knees in the snow. Now I understand, he whispered. Now I see why you had to do it. See, we would not be led by God. We would not be shooed. The Old Testament covers this over and over again. And so Jesus became one of us. He became that perfect sacrificial lamb that was, out, it is, was without blemish. And we don't have to fear God anymore. And that is the blessing and the true meaning of Christmas. And it's for that reason that we celebrate. And it's for that reason that we hold our family a little closer. For that reason that we give gifts. It's for that reason that we sing the carols that we do. And don't let the world tell you any different. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for Christmas. Lord, you could have left us alone. You could have let us stay in the cold and in the dark. But you didn't. You became one of us. And you didn't just become one of us just to lead us. You became one of us to die for us. And so we thank you. And we praise you. And we hope that we will cling to you a little more this Christmas Eve. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.